the Diary of Doom. I'm Dylan, and join me as we look back on the rich history of doom metal and its sister sounds based on the recounted tales of its followers. Every week, we will have a different guest to spin their yarn. You can visit the website at diaryofdoom.com, follow us on Instagram, like us on Facebook, follow the podcast on diaryofdoom.podbean.com, and subscribe and listen to the podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. If you have a question or whatever, you can fire off an email to diaryofdoom1968 at gmail.com. And we also have a Patreon that you can support for additional episodes and whatnot. You can find that over at patreon.com slash diaryofdoom. Okay, so it's August 2020, and the last place you probably want to be is Las Vegas. Who goes to Las Vegas in August? <laughs> but amidst a swath of further cancellations and rescheduled events, Psycho Las Vegas took the chance, as it is with a fest such as it, and let it rip. There was probably some trepidation from both attendees and the collection of us reviewing the event secondhand via social media. But as soon as some truly dynamic photographs started filtering onto the feed, it became pretty apparent that these bands were ready to bring it. Uh, those moments were captured by a number of photographers, and today we have one of them with us, Tomoko Inawe, a.k.a. Yeah. I think I fucked it up, my New Jersey accent came out. <laughs> I love that, though. <laughs> Otherwise known um, by the title of the Tinfoil Biter. Pretty amazing uh, photographer that I had never heard of, um, but I've I've long admired a lot of the photographers in the heavy metal scene, um, I've had a couple of them on before, so it's cool to have you on because uh, your photographs from that festival and whatnot really blew my blew my mind. I was like, holy shit, like, who the fuck is this? <laughs> Thank you, man. I appreciate that so much. <laughs> At the moment, you're currently based out of New York City, but before you settled here, like, what were you up to? Uh, before I settled in New York, I was born and raised in Japan originally from this little, little town, like, you know, it was just like outskirts of uh, a town called Sapporo up north, grew up in the mountains. I'd stay there probably, I'm 40 right now, so it's probably like 32 years out of 40 years of my life I spent in Japan. And what, what beckoned you to, uh, to leave Japan and come here? Well, and back in the 90s, I lived in Michigan for like two years. Um, that was because of my dad's job. And, you know, that kind of opened up like a whole lot of world for me, which I'd never seen before. Like, I honestly hadn't spoken to a foreigner before even. So that was like a quite of like a shock, um, shocking experience for me that changed everything in my life. And since then, I had to go back home. But um, I knew eventually I wanted to end up, you know, end up in the States. And that's what I did. Exactly. It's interesting that you wound up in Michigan of all places and not like, you know, everyone's like, oh, you know, you go, you know, you go to a hub, you go to New York, you go to, you go to, uh, and I'm not trying to like dunk on Michigan or anything. Oh, like God. It's just, it's just like, it's just surprising. Um, <laughs> right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's just not like what I think of, especially like, mm. I, it's just, uh, and I don't know where, where specifically if you were in Detroit or anything, I just know that like Michigan's been through some shit. <laughs> yeah, sure. I mean, sure fucking did. Um, I was in the suburbs, um, up in the wall Lake, mm -hmm. you know, that was like, you know, not by choice. I think that his job was like appointed by the government. So he had no choice about to go there. So I obviously went there and it's predominantly white and I'm this like Asian kid who doesn't even speak a word of fucking English. So, you know, that was interesting. 
was it like was it tough and, and oh my god it, yes sure it was because i had to like do all the homeworks and shit so i spent like you know 10 hours a day like literally like you know just like you know with my um dictionary like you know just like looking up words like word by word literally to even like you know understand what was written in the textbooks so that was tough and like was it tough growing up in like a predominantly like white neighborhood oh god very much so <laughs> it was rewarding at the end but then like you know there's always that you know kid who would just pick on you for you know for your asianness you know mm -hmm. he's just like sitting in the class like he he just like looks you know turns to you and like he starts doing the whole like you know the hiroshima bomb thing you know oh, yikes bomb. I didn't understand that at first. Like, I didn't know what was, you know, what was even happening, like, before me. But, like, you know, probably, like, months later, it kind of hit me that, you know, that was the, the first dose of racism that I never felt back home. Because, like, you know, we we're predominantly, like, you know, I'd never seen a foreigner, like I said. So, mm -hmm. yeah, that was pretty shocking. <laughs> wow, I can imagine. That's, like, <laughs> yeah. I mean... You know, I'm half Latino and yeah. I certainly experienced um, some, you know, mm -hmm. not a ton in school. It, I mm -hmm. think if it, actually, if anything, I've probably experienced it more as I've gotten older and as uh, oh, things see. have gotten a little bit more hot, like volatile in the country. Right. But that stinks. And, uh, I'm, but I'm glad that you were able to get over it and be able to like look past that fucking mm -hmm. shithead mm -hmm. and, and just be like, oh, fuck that. I'll just go somewhere else and be a much cooler person yeah definitely like you know as you know horrifying it was you know the on the other spectrum like I got to meet all those like cool people that I still get in touch with like you know after all these years so you know I treasure that time more than anything in my life literally like something like that seems almost insignificant to where you are now I would imagine funny enough one of the friends that I met back in Michigan uh, plays a, a huge role to my, um, as far as like my, you know, concert photography career. I don't know, I wouldn't call it a career, but you know, just the same as goes. She's helped me a lot, like, you know, trying to get me in, in the, in the photo pit. And I was kind of hoping I would get to like, you know, talk about that a little bit later. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I, my next question was, did you, um, <laughs> like what made you want to get into photography and, uh, yeah. Like, were you doing photography in Japan before this? Mm -hmm. Well, I was just one of those little kids who would just like keep drawing all the time. Like, you know, whether it's uh, during classes or like at home, I was just like, you know, pen and paper was my best friend growing up, you know, um, as well as music. And um, I probably kept drawing till like an end of high school, I would say. Then this like, you know, college entrance thing, you just happened, you know, you know how, I don't know how, like, you know, J how much you know about Japan, but like going to college is a big thing. You have to do it, like, in order to get yourself a new, uh, good job. And I was just kind of like forcing myself into that kind of path where I either had to stop drawing or like not go to college. <laughs> Sounds so extreme. <laughs> But it was yeah. true. Yeah. So I went to a, a, an art college and I learned designing and everything. And hence, I just couldn't spend, you know, as much as time, like I wanted time, like, you know, with the, the drawing and whatnot. So I started looking for a, a new medium to kind of like express myself 
and I had this like really beaten up old um, Canon A1P, I think, that got passed on from my grandpa. And I started using it and I was dating a musician at the time. So I started like, you know, snapping <clears throat> some concert photos with it, as well as like in some fashion stuff. I was still like in the process of like discovering myself. So I started doing it and just the love of music just kind of carried my um, passion into the, you know, photography as well. So that's when I started doing it, like in a half ass. I didn't do it all the time, you know, I was busy with something else too, but yeah, that's always, that's how I started really in college. And it takes um, like you know, a short amount of time to like then drawing to kind of like, you know, get the image in your hand. So that was kind of like the gist of like, you know, my excitement. That's funny. Cause like I used to draw so much. Oh, really? Yeah. As a kid through high school, I was like very much, and I was not like great at, I was never <laughs> really sure good at drawing. Great. I was never really good at drawing people. I always wanted to do like I was really into comics and I always tried to do like the scratchier art style approach. I'm like, ah, this looks like oh shit. my god, it looks, like, it looks like weird, lumpy anime, you know. Like, <laughs> I, I had like uh, I had a draw anime book as a kid too, and oh. it wasn't like so I yeah, I just I don't know. I've always I was always better at drawing like animals or something like that. Mm -hmm. You know, um Same. like dinosaurs you know I'm a, big fan of, <laughs> I'm a big fan of Godzilla so I know a little bit about Japan but mm -hmm. I don't know much about like you know the, the educational system so to speak right other yeah than just it's probably different than ours it's a um, little bit different yes yeah so that's my background it's just uh it, it was a natural course I would say like it was, it was such a net really natural to you know transition from like coming to photography from drawing really it's about like, you know, capturing this, this one second of, you know, someone's life, which is yeah. just beautiful. Yeah. What was the first band that you photographed? Um, I would say my ex-boyfriend's band. <laughs> <laughs> shall remain unnamed. <laughs> I, and I forgot the name of it. So yeah. So um, well, first. what was the first band past that, that you uh, photographed in Japan? I would like to say the pivotal moment for um, my music photography would be down. I'm such a lucky gal from that respect, you know, perspective, like, um, because I, getting back to that story of like in Michigan days, I had this friend called Kate Richardson, who used to go to the same high school with me and we would just hang out a lot. You know, we were in the swimming team together like years and years later, like she, um, I found her on Facebook when, you know, back when, you know, it was still like really popular. And I asked her what she was up to, like, and she's been up to these days. And she's like, oh, you know what? I'm dating this musician called Philip and Selma. I'm like, what the? <laughs> and that's when I discovered that, you know, she has been, you know, with him for quite some time. And then she was involved in the house, house court records and um, that they happened to have had to come into this thing called Loud Park, which is a music festival, pretty big in Japan, like an equivalent of like probably like Ozfest or something like that. So they were down was playing, and I boldly just asked her straight up, like if I could shoot the show, and she said yes. And like that's when I shot them back in 2014, and they came out pretty great in my opinion. So that's how like you know. I started thinking maybe I could do something 
about this, like seriously, like, and I'm taking a, you know, serious consideration whether I could probably do this for, on a daily basis, because it was so exciting. Just like, mind blown. Oh God, it was like, you know, the whole, I have been a concert goer, right? So, you know, to even like be in the front, even not even front row, it's in the photo pit, like that is in front of the front row, like gazing at this like amazing artist, like, and you have them all to yourself, like to photograph. That was just like the most rewarding experience I've ever experienced in my life. You know, that was just, oh, it's hard to describe. Just I'm my heart is like beating out of my chest. Like, <laughs> it was such a moment where I will just never forget about it. Yeah, I'm sure wow. you've been in a photo pit, so you know the excitement. I mean, I, I you know I don't consider myself any kind of professional or anything like that, but oh come um, on I, now. I, I, but I I take uh, I take an opportunity when I can to bring a camera somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, so I actually haven't been in like a photo photo pit, but like I've been at the front-ish of a venue yeah uh which is a little bit different of an experience because you're not you know you're like oh man I hope no flying foot like (laughs) kicks my camera or like a beer gets thrown at it or some shit like that because I'm you know at least in a larger venue Mm -hmm. you know you have there's the guardrail so you're like okay I have at least like what six seven feet to walk around in and you don't have to worry about just like randos unless you know they're crowd surfers or whatever usually Mm -hmm. by that point I feel like the pit's usually cleared out yeah yeah definitely like after first you know three songs oh but yeah I mean, you do shoot amazing photos. I've seen the uh, the Yob ones that you took recently. That was like mind blowing. Well, I mean, compared to like what I was doing in the beginning, which like I look at that, and that wasn't even that long ago. That was like 2019 or something. I was oh, I did some photography, and like I look at it, I'm like, oof, man, <laughs> yikes! Um, it's amazing what like a couple different lenses will do for you. Oh God, yes! It's all about the gear. You know, just how much you invest in it, like, makes it just like a huge difference, I guess. So, what do you use now? Like, what's your setup? I have a Canon five D Mark three and four, and my main lens is twenty four to seventy, and as well as like seventy to two hundred. So that covers everything. I am looking into the uh, mirrorless now, if I can, like, you know, utilize that thing. I haven't played around with it. You know, they have like a Canon, what was that, R series? So I'm looking into it right now. Mm, I don't know. I, I, I'm not like a, a camera expert. And mine is <laughs> Sorry, like- Sorry, I'm like geeking out on the cameras. Yeah, no, I, I do want to get something a little bit more advanced, I think, in the future. What do you have? Rebel T6. Rebel T6? Yeah, definitely a starter's camera. Huh. Interesting. I would love to play around with that sometime. You want to trade? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> it's good if you're doing just like, it's really good for general photography. I think mm-hmm. you need like to get the kind of stuff that, you know, you do and my friend Tim Bugby and Sally Townsend and like the stuff that they do, like mm. you definitely need a specific camera and a specific mm-hmm. lens. You mm-hmm. know, like the other night I went to go see magic sword and dance with the dead and i'm that was like so difficult to to (laughs) photograph because it's just like strobes and bright lights and smoke and just all kinds of like things that just look 
terrible when you t- when you take a picture at the wrong yeah, time. For sure. Where was it at? Midas? It was at LPR. Uh, oh, Plus LPR. Rouge. Oh, they have that crazy backlit thing, spotlight mm-hmm. thing, which is really hard sometimes. Like, <laughs> are there is there a, a particular thing that you just uh, like when you're shooting that just drives you crazy? Like for me, I purple light is so hard to work with. Oh my god, the fucking purple light and fucking like color wash anything red blue like any sort of like you know saturated one that is like single colored photo that just like flattens everything like mm-hmm. you can't even see the definition of the, like, the musician's faces like i fucking hate that so much but it looks great in person so i i wouldn't ask them to change anything but right <laughs> it's so hard to get <laughs> um i try to like you know add a little bit of opposite color in the you know on the color spectrum to kind of like bring out the definition and post because that helps a lot sometimes. So like if you shoot in like a, a red wash, like, you know, environment, you try adding a little bit of like in cyan to it. So it kind of like, you know, kind of affects and like, you know, just brings out like, you know, what was supposed to be in there. I'm always trying to find just like little ways to like, you know, mm-hmm. tweak it here and there and like try yeah. something else, you know, because yeah. I know that you can get really, really like, dialed in and mm-hmm. very you know nitpicky and specific yeah and I think I was like that at first and then once I kind of figured out like all right mm-hmm. these all basically look the or these are all the green light ones these are all the red light ones these mm-hmm. are all the the ones I did with the flash or whatever mm-hmm. uh once I just have like a set I'm like okay this looks good I just copy paste it like right right yeah <laughs> yeah yeah the presets right yeah you yes. have your go-to presets you got to have that, right? Because <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't have all the time in the day to just be like obsessing Same, over them. Yeah, that's why I'm so slow at like, you know, releasing anything because like I take pride in like post-production. That's what I do for a living. Uh, so I just take my time like and tweaking all the colors. Like even though I do have a fuck ton of presets, like I'm never like satisfied. Like I need to make a new one. So I'll just like go in and just like work for like hours and like stop and just leave them along like marinate for like god knows for like three months or some shit sometimes and just go back to it and just you know re-edit you know that's like <laughs> the mo- like most daunting but then one of my forte of like a process so i try to take that one you know take time on it um like how would you uh because you do a lot of experimenting yeah, I photographs do. with light and blur yeah. and motion. Yeah. So can mm-hmm. you talk about your style a little bit? Yeah. Um, I honestly tend to like, you know, overcompensate a little bit with my post-production skills, but what I'm aiming at, like as far as my concert photography goes, I'm trying to find a way to kind of make my photos like, you know, sound like something instead of like, you know, how it looks like I try to like somehow make it sing if that makes any sense at all yeah (laughs) you know it's just like that that um sensation you get from the concerts you know that rush the excitement the you know the relaxation whatever the fuck you feel at that moment I want to recreate that like in my photos that's what I try to do and like you know they're, they're they look great like I'm taking like you know photos of like all these all these like you know, uh, renowned 
artists and whatnot. So like they can't, like, I can't take bad photos, but you know, just processing them out, just releasing them. It doesn't really like, you know, make my heart sing because, you know, you just, I feel like I need to add my feelings into it. Hence all the effects and like an experimental, like, you know, collage and everything, which kind of like, you know, summarizes like, you know, how I thought they sounded like, or like how they made me feel. So that's why I take pride in that process to make sure like that, that kind of like you know, speaks to whoever is looking at the photos. Maybe like you probably get an idea of like what they sound like from my photos. That's my goal. You know, it's just like, I don't wanna be generic about it. I try to like add like different kind of flavors into my photos. Like in, like when it comes to like different bands, I kind of like just try to um, switch it up a little bit and like and change the tone or like, you know, the color, the hues to go with the sound of their the band. So I'm like, I'm just hoping I'm doing some justice on that one, but yeah, that's where I'm at. I mean, I think that's a very cool way to approach it. I, I don't, mm. I suppose I also do that cause you kind of want that, like, mm. you want to look at this picture and you want to feel a riff. Like you right, want to right. feel the heaviness. Of exactly. The yeah. You, know, you want to feel the like, you know, maybe you were a little bit scared for a second mm -hmm. or like, not because it was like a bad situation, but you just were like, I don't know what yeah. that feeling was. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I totally get that. And yeah, I totally get why, you know, the, and, and doing the enhancements afterwards, you could really draw out those mm -hmm. feelings and those moods and those yeah. vibes. Yeah. And especially with heavy metal bands and, mm -hmm. you know, the adjacent, genres mm. and whatnot you just it's all about a mood you know yeah yeah it's all about the moods it's hard to like you know listen to the band while I'm shooting but I try to like you know kind of like immerse myself in that moment like as much as possible while still focusing on my camera which is pretty fucking hard that's why like you know my photos are like all over the place like you know out of focus blurry like you know you name it like you know I'm still in the you know I'm still learning like I'm still like you know not perfect it's really important for me to kind of get the uh who is whoever's looking at the photo be like have an idea of what the band is like even though they probably know what they sound like to begin with but then like you know if that can like if I can color their lives with and it's just even just a little bit with my photography like you know, that would just make my life yeah, that, that's yeah. amazing. I was going to say, too, that, you know, there's times where, like, I'm shooting the show and mm -hmm. I'm like, you know, you have, I, I think it's also important to know kind of like when to put your camera down and, like, mm -hmm. enjoy the show, too. Because mm -hmm. there's times mm -hmm. where I've been at a show, I'm like, man, I've been, like, taking photographs for, like, 30 minutes and they probably <laughs> yeah. have, like, maybe 10 or 15 minutes left in their set. And I'm like, uh, maybe <laughs> I'll just, like, stop. I think I've gotten everything. Yeah, definitely. Because I, I think you're like, oh, but there's going to be that moment. There's going to be that moment. It's like, mm -hmm. you're going to have that moment no matter what. Like, yeah. you're just going to catch someone at the right angle, at the right yeah. moment, with the right lighting and everything, mm -hmm. with mm -hmm. the right expression on their face. And mm -hmm. you've done it. And you probably don't even know it. <laughs> right, exactly. Like, you have to experience that as a music, you know, music fan in order to get like, you know, great shots, in my opinion, like, you know, as far as, well, you can be, you know, dead ass professional about it, but at the same time, you still have to like absorb, you know, what you loved, you know, just starting out doing photography. 
And that, that's probably why you probably see me like, you know, just rocking out at the photo pit, looking like a complete fucking, you know, professional, you know, idiot who's just dancing around with the crowd. But I, I love that. <laughs> it's part of the experience. It sure is. It's nothing but, you know, the experience, the whole thing, you know, just growing up, like going to concerts, like, you know, seeing your heroes in person in flesh for the first time you know that kind of like you know surprising moment that you realize the fact that they actually exist you know that kind of aha experience like I don't ever want to forget that and I want to you know inject that as much as I can into my photography so you talked about um you know kind of kicking things off you got the photograph mm -hmm. down so mm -hmm. I was one I went on your website and I, I just picked out a few random ones that uh, caught my eye and I uh, thought Ooh. we could talk about some of the bands that you photographed and if you could say you know anything about the experience and if there's anything else that any others in particular that you wanted to uh, you know talk about well, obviously we can do that too sounds good so the first one is I've never seen this band but I found out about this band through just mm -hmm. somebody else and uh, you know within my circle who really like loves heavy metal and I don't believe that this band is heavy metal at all but they are kind of you know they're rocker i don't really know anything about them actually i don't think i've ever listened to them i just know they have striking appearance that's mother feather and i was just wondering <laughs> if you could tell me a little bit more a, a about the band and b sort of like what it was like photographing mm -hmm. the uh photographing them oh god um that was i think was back in 2016 or 17 an event called like brooklyn slash Tokyo or something like that that was like a little bit of like a cultural like you know mix of uh concerts and like you know as well as like the artists like vendors and shit like that mm -hmm. that was happening like that happened in Brooklyn and they happened to play there with uh well, I forgot who it was Miyavi the guitarist from Japan I don't I'm not sure if you know that guy I'm not he's familiar pretty, he's pretty big um so he was headlining a mother feather happened to be on the bill and i think they released a record or something with uh metal blades back then i think they would call themselves cock rock or something like that like as far as the genre <laughs> and like you know visually you can see like you know how interesting they are with their makeup and like you know just like aesthetics they're not necessarily metal but i would say they're on the heavier side of uh rock and roll singing about feminism i think cool i mean they certainly seem like a very cool act regardless mm -hmm. like I all of them. the yeah there's a lot of great like opportunities with these like i don't even know what this capes addresses yeah um, yeah like all those like you know weird like a uh, flowy costumes that they have mm -hmm. it's just fascinating that you know makes you know some of the really great pictures because like you know, they just like like and swing that shit around and like you know dance around like a lot of movements i've been dying for them to come back on the scene they i don't think they have played in like you know years like and ever since the pandemic but i'm just dying to you know get them again now that i've gotten a little better but you know those were the shots that were where um it was successful like in the way that i pushed the color to the limit and like it's blinding but you know that's how i felt like you know just looking at them it was just so bright and like lively and like this strong female presence that i felt so hence you know all these crazy colors so this next one is a band that i'm 
certainly familiar with and I've definitely listened to before, but I haven't seen them. And mm -hmm. when you have a really uh, intense and mm -hmm. animated frontman, uh, mm -hmm. it goes pretty far. And, you know, I get an idea of what this this band is like. Uh, yeah. And that's Child Bite. Oh, my and, goodness. Child uh, Bite. Yeah, I really would like <sighs> to see this band because this guy reminds me of he's got like the Neil Fallon from Clutch sort of <laughs> yes. uh, presence and he's got a beard too. But I can tell that it's like this is sort of like if Clutch was drunk. But mm -hmm. I'm not mm -hmm. suggesting that this guy is a drunker or anything like that. <laughs> but he's got that intense He's got. He's doing a lot of things with his finger and and everything. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So totally, yeah, tell me about this. Totally a fucked up, Bert, like you know, twin of the uh, the clutch. <laughs> I always like you know, like I sh I've shot clutch once, and I'm like, that's Sean right there, like a normal, like you know, a straight edge version of Sean. Child, <laughs> Child, but it's a great fucking band. Um, they are in Michigan. I think they're, um, I think Kate was, Kate's, uh, grew up with them, as a matter of fact, and they, um, they signed to, uh, with the, uh, house core a while back, and this was shot at Vitus. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, and it was a pretty simple light, but, you know, just like, you know, just the movement that Sean brings, it's one of those things where, like, I just want to keep shooting forever. Like every song, every moment, he just makes this like really bizarre, almost like chronically sick kind of like, you know, this like, <laughs> like he's out his fucking mind kind of like move, even like his facial expressions, you know, that just, it's just really captivating. I, I love them so much. Um, again, the bright, like, the vibrant color just, kind of like wanted to bring out that insanity that he kind of exudes from like you know playing the set and they sound amazing too and I think they're on playing or like either on tour right now or in the summer I'm not sure but I think I think they're doing something soon so it might as well catch them or maybe it was shock narco narcotics that you know Sean has the other band that he's in have you heard of that band before? I have. I have not. They're awesome too. I don't see a tour, so I'll just uh, I'll just keep my eyes peeled for this okay. one in the future for sure. Though, okay, like, sorry, yeah, like, yeah, that could have been something else. There's one in here that I love, and it's like he's got the mic mm -hmm. cord in like his around his neck. No, no not around his neck. I'm just like trying. Oh, yeah. in his right hand, and he's like uh -huh. pulling it forward, but he's holding the mic with his left hand. It's like kind of like a Spider-Man thing where it's like. <laughs> It's almost oh. like he's got like a whip or like a rope or something. Like, oh yeah, is it the like pink he's like one? Cast something. Yeah, it's very. Cool. Oh my god, I love that shot so much. You see that intenseness, like in his eyes. It's just like he's fucking going nuts. Yeah, he looks beastly. And he, right, and he's not even acting. He it just comes out naturally. But like in person, he's such a gentle, really intelligent, like shy, artistic guy. And boom, like on his on stage, like he unleashes his like fucking I don't know what it is but it's just like kind of like explodes on stage and you know I got to photograph this I, I just feel so grateful so the next one is mm -hmm. uh I've 
I actually uh, was able to uh, photograph this band for a little bit, and I'm very happy Ooh. I did because they're fucking awesome. Um, yeah. And I've spoken to uh, one of the people in this band too, and he's mm-hmm. fucking hilarious. And uh, I love all these pictures because I like the way that you edited them to make them look kind of like old and scratchy, mm-hmm. like kind of indicative of that. That, Ooh, that would be Witch Taint. Oh my God. <laughs> the best band name ever. Oh my God. Mr. Dave Hill. Yeah, Dave Rules. Shout out. Yeah, he is the funniest guy ever. Remember that grasshopper thing he did with um, Philip Anselmo a few years back? Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah. <laughs> I think that was the first time I've ever seen him. Um, I didn't know he was, you know, based in New York at the time. I mean, he still is, but, you know, I saw him like, you know, just doing that thing. And I was like, oh my God, who's this guy? And sorry, I'm like all these bands, like, and people are like in housecore related. Like, I'm just like, I just consider them my family. Like, and he, I didn't know of this witch taint thing. (laughs) (laughs) Not that witch taint. taint. (laughs) Not that witch witch taint. taint. Uh uh. This one right here. (laughs) Have you, you've seen them, right? Like, the set is just hilarious. Yeah, they're awesome. (laughs) Their albums are hilarious. Or the album, rather, excuse me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I went to see them, and I just wanted to, like, you know, shoot them in a way that was, like, the blackest metal fucking ever, even though, like, and they're hilarious and everything. It just, I just want to be a little, like, you know, sarcastic or, like, I, ironic about these shots, because, like, <laughs> they look so fucking amazing, like, you know, hardcore, like, black metal band in these photos, but then, like, you know, if you go see them, there's, like, a lot of skits, and, like, you know, what they sing about is, like, that little goofiness, you know. <laughs> Just thinking about being mean. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm just looking at them right now. Oh, my goodness. You would not be able to tell that, you know, these people are, like, you know, doing all these songs that are, like, kind of <laughs> the furthest from the black metal scene. I watched him do a live stream one time on Facebook and I oh, was yeah? impressed that like everybody just stayed in character for the entire <laughs> thing. It was really impressive. <laughs> right. They just never get out of their characters. It's just amazing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I love these same. dudes. Mm, same. Yeah, All right. I would love to shoot them again. Next one, like, you know, kind of goes without saying it was going to be brought up, uh, you know, uh-huh. top, top tier band for me. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I mean, it's sort of a state, you know, we were talking about Psycho Las Vegas and they're mm-hmm. a staple, of course. And mm-hmm. uh, but this was cool, too, because this was like uh, kind of like one of the earlier debuts for a new drummer for them. And of course, I'm talking about fucking High on Fire. Oh, yeah. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Electric Messiah. Yeah. Well, oh. there was this one. There's this pretty amazing picture of Matt where it looks like somebody just like killed someone next to him. And he's like. <laughs> reacting to it but it's like a pretty really? amazing yeah it's a pretty fucking rad picture it was the one that i saw going around on the internet so was that the first time you had seen them i'd seen them uh before in prior uh with the remember that leg with power trip yeah fucking awesome right that was like the the most intense thing i've seen all at elsewhere i felt like complete in love with, with high on fire I was back then, like, you know, still not that into, like, into the whole scene of, like, Doom and Stoner 
so that was like the the first biggest band that I've ever seen came you know in that scene and it they just blew my mind like the heaviness it's almost like you're looking at this like war tank like going straight into a fucking forest like you know just like it's such a powerful powerful like you know presentation that they brought and, and I've been fascinated like you know by them and I've always wanted to shoot them I was I didn't have photo pass back then so I got to shoot them at Cycle Las Vegas last year and the light was amazing yeah that that room like mm-hmm. for whatever issues they may have with the sound the lighting rig is fucking amazing god it was just the best lighting ever I think I'm not sure if this was done by the guy that oh, I forgot his name the lighting artist that does the uh, Dan, uh, Danzig in, in the um, the current Deftone tour. Uh, oh, that I don't remember. know. Right, yeah. But the lighting was amazing. It's just like green shots coming like from the, the camera lot, right in like in the purple like mix of everything, which made him like look really spooky, like <laughs> ghostly almost. So I try to bring that in. I, add, I think I added like some sort of like a little movement effect to to lord pike should i call it lord pike yeah or, <laughs> do people call that that's just like what people call them i don't know it's just like <laughs> lord. well number one it sounds badass and number two, <laughs> it does yeah uh, cool. and number two like yeah i think that's what they've like they labeled him before <laughs> or whatever so because like lord i don't know it's very like you know yeah and shit. yeah it's like riff lord or like you know lord yeah, exactly pike. riff lord <laughs> yeah I mean, deserved title, really, but yeah. It's a good way um, to describe him, like an old beat-up tank. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, just going through the forest, like, and yanking all those trees down, you know, that kind of, like, powerful, like, oh, God, I'm just looking at these, and, like, was this the first time that um, Cody played with them? I don't know. I don't actually know. I think they played in Texas before that. Oh, right, okay. This is probably the biggest... Uh, I mean, it was probably mm-hmm. the biggest uh, debut he had. Oh, he was so good. Like, and I, I was like shooting from the side of the stage, and all I heard was his actual drum. <laughs> Dude, he fucking is an amazing drummer. Like, oh, big God, business yes. is awesome yes, too. Yes. Oh. You have to hit hard in that band. So, like, mm-hmm. I've seen them with their original drummer. Des, mm-hmm. obviously he's the fucking legend yes and then i've seen them with two other fill-in drummers mm-hmm. and like good drummers but not as far as i know like not like kind of like what they were looking for and i think cody just like gets it oh yeah oh yeah he just fit right in and like and even like you know made it sound better i don't know if it was like you know because i was like right next to him or anything but ugh the rush I got from his drumming, I still can't, like, you know, I, I remember that still. And he, he looks so much fun playing drums. Like, he's, like, having, like, you know, his best time of his life, like, you know, just, like, being up on stage with High on Fire, as High on Fire. It was just, like, his excitement on his face. It was just, it was priceless. Yeah, because he's probably, like, oh, this isn't, like, all this weird technical... nonsense that i have to do with like big business or the Mm melvins it's like i'm just like pummeling these drum Mm -hmm. Mm drums you know but i mean yeah yeah. he he knows how to hit i mean he's like i know he's one of those drummers that is 
the perfect balance between like technically mm-hmm. gifted but mm-hmm. not but still like a very cool fun interesting like loose drummer to mm-hmm. watch i agree i agree like you know one of my favorite drummers i think speaking of which um were you at the sepultura the other day no i was not at oh that you one. missed out big time yeah that how was it new, new drummer I mean, oh wait was with was uh was that when you was crowbar on that tour crowbar yes oh crowbar. well they're the next band <laughs> actually but we can talk about both of them so okay good um <laughs> crowbar the most epic beard of all time oh my goodness kirk kirk is the sludge god i would say from louisiana like he brings out like he's still still on stage but like the sound is just fucking i don't know how he does it like you know you know how he's like pretty like you know still on stage but then like you know still brings out mm-hmm. this heaviest fucking thing that you can like you didn't even know it existed i just love 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 crowbar oh like you know the new album is just amazing too i think they did a couple songs out of it uh for the last leg well number one just like you you were saying that like kirk is kind of like a more stationary performer mm-hmm. but and yet mm-hmm somehow you manage to like capture a lot of moments where it's like, he's, you know, he's bringing the heavy, you know? And everything mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. That. Uh, I, you know, there's this, a great, like sort of like neck down shot. Like that. Oh, the did. black and white one. No, it's a, it's blue. It's like, it's right blue. And oh. And oh yeah. Like, sort of like a moment of like, it's like, it's a very, it's a lot of energy. Like it's energy building up and coming at you. Oh my God. Is that the one I fucked up the focus on? Maybe, but it's so <laughs> Kirk's Kirk loves that photo. Like, thank goodness I just made him happy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, he does this thing where, like, he poses for you sometimes, you know. Mm-hmm. And my heart just skips beating, and I fuck up. And that's the result of it. But I think it looks cool in a way that, you know, this, like, veins on his hand and, like, all the, like, finger and, like, the sharpness of the guitar like you know everything kind of made sense and that's one of my sh- you know favorite shots out of this set and the color um the purple and blue and i wanted to i wanted like kind of like a muted you know color overall for this so like the his shape stands out i love yeah. this shot yeah it's like it's almost like he's um it's like he's trying to control something and like the rest mm-hmm. of him is almost like burning up <laughs> Like it's getting like consumed by this thing. Yeah. Obviously that, you know, not really what happened. He didn't just immolate (laughs) on stage. Yeah. That presence, that, you know, godly presence. I think that is like, you know, what is in this picture. And that's what makes it look so great. You know, it's just that heaviness that he brings. Oh, I hope I was able to like, you know, deliver that through my photography on this one. You know, it's just that. It's hard to describe, but I just feel like, you know, this is what they sounded like. I don't know what you did here, but it's like with the tree branches. It's Oh like, my goodness. Yeah, right? Like, you know, it's he... like it, it looks like the stuff is like almost growing out of him. <laughs> I mean, I know you did like some effects work and, you know, post-production mm-hmm. stuff there. Yeah. Um, I think that those plates were shot with my iPhone and <laughs> I placed it onto the a close-up shot of Kirk where um he was look he's looking down looking like this I mean I feel nature like you know from him sometimes like just power of nature mm-hmm. like mother earth and deep, I feel like that deep so roots 
very much so like you know I grew up in Japan like as I told you like experienced like a lot of earthquakes you know it's just like the sound and and the vibration and like the heart like coming from the ground that powerfulness that you know feeling that I kind of like feel within him in a good way mm-hmm. so I wanted to kind of express that into that particular photo that was I think shot in NOLA actually yeah that was from NOLA I love that shot so much was this a Halloween show oh yeah 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 oh okay yeah oh okay <laughs> I didn't realize that it was two different shows in the same gallery okay that yeah. clears up a lot of confusion now I understand. right <laughs> the lighting's say. a little different right yeah so that was uh, shot at the Southport in NOLA because I was um I went to a Halloween thing that the house court did last year at Philip, uh, Philip's house and they happened to be playing the night before. So I went to shoot them. I love this shot as much as I love the um, one for Shane. That's like right next to that tree palm shot where like, you know, he's just like, you know, closing his eyes. That's just feeling that, you know, vibration is like mm-hmm. coming out of space. Yeah. he's. Vibing. I love that shot so Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that kind of like an expression that musicians like you know just bring out like I want to capture that I kind of like tend to go for like a more of like a close-up shots rather than you know just the full body shots mm-hmm. you know because like you don't really get to see that close up like you know when you're in the at the show like you know even at the front row you know you don't see that so I just want to deliver something that is like you know you know as an audience never seen so hence the close-up shots and like, you know, all the energy and like, you know, the emotions that they, you know, they're bringing. So that's where it was. Awesome. Yeah. So the last, uh, the last one I want to talk about is actually two. And it's just mm. because we were both at this show and mm-hmm. we both photographed it. It's actually where we like met in real in reality. And that was uh weed eater and Joe. Well, Joe Buck yourself opening up. Uh, plus oh my god can you yeah do you remember that night it was so epic i got incredibly wasted <laughs> ate too much food oh my did not god feel good it was oh rough... you didn't feel good oh man no the next day was rough oh no i'm so sorry i didn't realize you were like having so much fun i thought you were Oh yeah, in the moment I was, but like as soon as I got into the car ride back with my buddy who lives a couple blocks away from me, I uh-huh. was like, "Oh boy, this oh, is shit. this is gonna be a rough night." <laughs> oh my goodness, yeah, that was just an amazing night where um I had seen Weed Eater once uh, with COC Devil Driver uh, Mothership. And crowbar. Mm, yes, that that would make sense. I think right, I actually yeah. might have seen a, some of that tour too. Oh, yeah. Joe, buck yourself! That crazy motherfucker. Yeah. That chronically fucking insane of a rock star. The uh the outlaw. Um, what do you call that? Rockabilly, hillbilly. Yeah. Joe, I buck mean, yourself. This dude has like the most distinctive face ever every single (laughs) photograph of him he's got a different face is he not terrifying and attractive at the same time yeah he's he's got a strange charm to him and i think he would probably agree (laughs) with that (laughs) assessment of himself i fell in love that was like the love at first sight 
Like he started playing. I didn't know he was going to play by himself. I thought it was, I was kind of waiting for the, I didn't know like of him that much mm-hmm. that aside from the fact that they, you know, he used to play with like, you know, Hank Williams, the third mm-hmm. and everything. And I didn't know what to expect. And he started setting up and I'm like, Oh, this guy's by himself. What's going on? And this guitar case. Oh my God, dude, the guitar case. He pulls out, and it happens to be a fucking uh, uh, what do you call that? Acoustic. <laughs> Acoustic, and the, he uses that shit as the um, the rhythm section, as like a you know the the pedals and shit, and you know they he has within that case, I think, right? Um, yeah, I think so. I mean, it's a really simple setup on his part, and like right? that dude brought it, like a hundred and fifty-seven percent, he brought it right like in the minute started playing i'm like what the fuck is this guy and like you know it's just so captivated my heart so much i started screaming i don't know if you were like right behind me i i don't know where you were in the crowd but i'm just like rocking like you know just like almost like on the verge of a crying like because he was so scary and beautiful at the same time <laughs> yeah dude <laughs> it was quite an eclectic bill because i mean you had like mm-hmm. punk rock band mm-hmm. uh, you had like fucking you know joe buck yourself like bluegrass acoustic set and then you had mm-hmm. bitch wax which is mm-hmm. just, like, you know stoner rock or whatever you want to call yeah. it and then of yeah. course you know fucking weed eater weed eater so, like but i loved it what a what an amazing lineup exactly like you know it's just like a mishmash of everything that you love you know that i uh, it's just like a party it was such a treat like i feel i feel like i went to a disneyland or something and like Dude, joe buck acid <laughs> Like that fucking dismal land that the um, Banksy made like a few years back. Remember that shit? No, I didn't see that one that he did. Oh, God. Yeah, like, you know, I kind of like this event kind of reminded me of like, you know, just his, his work. I don't know, for some reason. And Joe Buck started like drooling at like mid set and I got to catch that a little bit. You know, there's a sec- uh, second shot of him like close up and he's drooling, literally drooling. I, don't I was know hoping why. it was just sweat, but... <laughs> No, he was drooling like in a crazy. Nice. Oh, yeah, I would love to see him again. Like I've been waiting. I think he's gonna be on tour like in soon within the Midwest region. I'm not sure. Like he's definitely playing Michigan, PJ Wagger House or somewhere. I might travel there. Like you know, that's how much I fucking loved it. And you seen that crazy edit that I did for some of the shots? Yeah, with the red. Mm-hmm. It, it's like a real. It gives a real sense of like. Like, what's the right word? What, insanity? Yeah, but it's like, (laughs) I mean, it's like literally like, it's like code red, danger, urgent. Mm -hmm, ah, mm -hmm, It's like, it kind of reminds me of like an Italian horror movie, like Mm -hmm. a giallo flick where it's just like everything gets like flush with a certain color for some fucking reason. Oh yeah, oh yeah, definitely. That's what I want to do. Like, but he still remains black and white. That uncomfortable balance of colors, but you know, I fucking love this red so much like it's so muted it's and very somehow, cool oh oh thank you it's like yeah, a that... 3d picture from hell <laughs> oh my god this kind of represents like you know how insanely good i thought he was you know it's just like the energy that scares you you know that just put in one picture to explain it i fucking love these and then i guess we'll round out with weed eater who i was very happy personally i was like wow i can't believe that like i get to do this like i was like i can't Mm -hmm. believe i'm photographing weed because i know like people have photographed weed here a million gajillion times Uh but like for me i'm like 
this is great. I got this one moment and it was a really cool opportunity because like those yeah. dudes, I mean, I've seen them be amazing and I've seen them be sloppy and it's kind mm-hmm. of good either way. Oh yeah. <laughs> How was this night particularly? This was definitely a together night. I felt like- Oh, they, together night. Yeah. yeah. I definitely felt like they were they were on that night. And I mean, you know, uh-huh. it was like, you know, big, it was like the first tour back after- Right. Well, you know, whatever the you know the pandemic lulled a bit and Mm -hmm. and everything. So it was for me. This was an odd night because like they played Psycho Las Vegas. I mean, they've played a lot of them, but the Mm -hmm. one year they got called in in 2019, Mm -hmm. as I bring up a lot, Shep was so drunk he fell over on stage. Kept playing his guitar. (laughs) Oh shoot! I would love to see that though. You can see it. Go on YouTube and the whole set. Oh, on YouTube. Oh my god. It's I'm awesome. Doing that right yeah, after. this was a great night. I mean, oh yeah. yeah, it was epic. You know, like I didn't really expect them to be so camera friendly. You know, they were actually like, you know, at some point like posing for me, I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> they were that photographic, you know. I I have like a lot of shots I think that they were looking at into my lens. I'm not sure, but yeah, it was one of those moments, like, I don't know if it was, like, a particular, like, in a venue or, like, the setting. It was so intimate, and it was, like, almost like a block party-ish kind of vibe going on. And I felt like I've I've known these guys for, like, years and years, even though I've probably, like, you know, had, like, exchanged, like, a few words with them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was such a fun show, and I hope that my photos kind of have, like, you know, delivers how fun it was oh i i think so i absolutely hope so i certainly fucking hope so like and people are like partying and like and rocking out well that's the Yeah. yeah i mean it was it was kind of it was uh, it was helpful that it was outdoors that you could like mm-hmm. really get around and like mm-hmm. it's cool that you included some shots of the crowd enjoying it and yeah it's too because you got fucking ben jones <laughs> and mr comfy himself my buddy diego <laughs> Oh, Diego. Yeah, Diego rules. Yeah, he, he sure is the best. I think I met him for the first time at Psycho Vegas. Um, he was hanging out with a um, Alisa, the wife of Lord Pike. And that's oh, yeah, how, Alyssa. Yeah, yeah. We started talking, and he asked me if I wanted to come out, and I'm like, yeah, hell yeah, why not? Right. Or maybe I asked him if I could come out, and like I always ask him. But yeah, it was such a fun night. Are they on tour right now? Weed Eater? Yeah, they're on tour right now, but not in this area. Oh, no. They'll be back, I'm sure. I certainly hope so. Before summer. No, it's not happening before summer. Are there any yeah. other uh, pictures or any other uh, artists you wanted to, you know, highlight? I mean, I would love to talk about OCs, but it's not necessarily... Eh, fuck it, we'll talk about OCs. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, have you seen OCs before? No, I have not seen OCs before. And they kind of intimidate me because they have such a large discography. (laughs) They come out probably like three albums a year or something at least. (laughs) Which is amazing. That creative drive that John Dwyer has is just insane. And their show, like, you know, their set gets really crazy. Like the whole, like, um, despite of like, you know, the genre that is, you know, garage. It's like, the most intense mosh pit I've experienced um, at Warsaw. And I always try to like, you know, make him look like 
somewhat of like a on a goofy side but then like you know just like try to bring a little bit of effects kind of they have two drummers they holy they shit always, they have two drummers they have tr- yeah two drummers which works amazingly and they're always in the set center of the stage so like you get to hear like the actual sound of drums like as you shoot them which is amazing and they played at psycho vegas last year as well yeah, I think I just I just scrolled down to this section. Uh, yeah, whew, and can, outdoors. I know. Can you imagine like all those like your bearded, long haired metal heads like rocking out to OCs in the pool, like literally? So that was like that was an interesting setting that I got to shoot it within. But I wanted I wanted to kind of like make them look like you know from like the the ancient like war photos. Of like really dry kind of like oh yeah like people like sort of like they've like they've been through the ringer for a while <laughs> yes yes that's what I wanted to bring out because like you know they were fucking warriors man like this is not like the they were playing to not necessarily a right crowd but they rocked it so hard like you know that mm-hmm. kind of like mentality like the strength that they have of warriors like i wanted to bring that out so much i love ocs you have to check them out i will mm-hmm. i'll take you <laughs> okay yeah the next time is there a band that you're dying to photograph or oh my god a, i mean i'm sure you have a bucket list well i have one definitely like i've been obsessed with yob so fucking much to the point where i'm probably like stalking them so much online <laughs> remember that St. Vitus like four nights in a row show that they yeah. did like earlier yeah I went to three of the nights it was all, you went it to was three ep- yeah <gasps> oh, it was epic lucky you I got in on the f- second night no the third night and they did uh, a sit where um, I think I forgot let me bring out the oh you got set the list. set list yes yeah, so I got the set list for the night three, and I, I hadn't, I'd known of them for a while. I've always wanted to see them, and this is the first time I've ever seen them. I wasn't like you know, I couldn't tell like you know which songs where they were playing. You know, that's how little I knew about them, but I wanted to see them, and I think that moment they started playing Marrow. I broke down, like, like bawling my eyes out, like literally screaming, crying, because this is the band where um, uh, where I felt like their sound is just have this like this power that is healing, this like forgiveness or like you know generosity that I've like never felt from a stoner band. I mean the boom band. Are they doom stoner? Like I can't really fucking. Yeah. Yes. Sure. I mean, <laughs> I, I I don't know. I mean, like yeah, loosely they're a doom metal band. You okay. Know? I, I guess you could argue that they might have more in common with like a post metal band. They're mm-hmm. I think they're a little more experimental than your average doom metal band. Let's I put see. it that way. You okay. Know? Okay. For that makes sense. which is amazing for you know a band that's just three people. Hmm. Or you can't, like, if you close your eyes and listen to them, you feel like, you know, a thousand fucking people playing. Yeah. Like, 
it, th that thickness of sound, as well as like, you know, Mike's like, you know, really, you know, melodic shout and like, you know, high pitch, like, you know, opera like singing, you know, that just like seep right into my heart and I started crying. And that was the most religious experience I've ever had in, you know, musically in my life. And I would love to shoot them. Like, you know, I, I know they're not coming around like until probably next year or so, but I'm literally on the verge of like flying out to London or somewhere to shoot them. That's how <laughs> yeah. much I, <laughs> that's how much I'm obsessed with them right now. And I, you know, just on the bucket list. So you were just, you were just there for, to enjoy the show for those. Days. I was, yeah. I didn't know wow. what to expect. I'm like, yeah, yeah, sure. So I went there third night. I broke down. I had a, it kind of changed, they kind of changed my life. I don't know, in a way where I, I didn't know the potential of like music. Yeah. I've never felt anything like that before. And I told them like, they were obviously like, you know, just looking at this like weird Japanese, like crying her eyes out, like an you know, on front row. Aaron actually invited me back into the four night and I'm like, I'm definitely coming back. And he put me on my, on the list and I just came back for the fourth night. And that was also the best night ever. Were you on the fourth night? Yeah, I was, I went the first night, the second night and the fourth night. I didn't. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh my God. The third night. That was the night. Yeah. I love this song Marrow so much. There's something about them. That is like so significantly different from the other, any other bands. They're really special. Right? I don't know what it is. It feels so close to home. Like we're almost like I grew up going to shrines and temples and whatnot, you know, just for like funerals and everything. Um, I'm not particularly religious or anything, but, you know, I kind of felt like this. I don't like to throw this word around too much, but like this Zen moment where I feel like, you mm -hmm. know, I'm. I'm in the space where like and everything is empty, but then like feel with sound. It's hard to describe. It's just so hypnotic. I think they have kind of a unique way of uh, tapping into a spiritual nature. Mm -hmm. make, mm -hmm. uh, you know, without getting a little, without getting too woo woo about it, like <laughs> that doesn't feel too appropriative you know, with that, right. like there's some people that just like really like lean into uh, certain like cultural things mm -hmm. from other, from other countries. And it's kind of like, eh, you know, mm -hmm. it's, you know, you're just like a white dude or something like that. Yeah. But I feel like they do it. And if they do do it, it feels like to me, at least it's done in a more respectful manner. And it's very done in a very, like, even though it's not religious that I can tell, it's kind of like a, I don't know. I'm not a very particular, really religious person either. I'm not. Let me rephrase that. I am not a religious person. <laughs> <laughs> and if there is a way that a non-religious person can feel that kind of same mm -hmm. energy, you know, mm -hmm. I probably find a lot of that from music. And like, they're a really good source for that. Just to like, you feel very much at ease. And like, there's sort of this... Uh, it's like you're relinquishing a lot of things, like mm -hmm. ten tensions and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. It's, yeah, it's so authentic. There's a lot has been said about that band, but like, mm -hmm. they fucking rule. What can I say? Yob is love. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. It's just, you don't see that every day. <laughs> Have you been listening to anything lately of note? 
anything of, that you've been enjoying doesn't matter whether it's like new or old or whatever of yob no just in general oh general what have i been listening to i started listening to country music <laughs> <laughs> i probably have listened to the most country music over the last like couple of years and i have my entire life but i've been listening to a lot of janice ian the folk singer not familiar but i'm sure it's good oh god she's just amazing she's um i think she's in florida right now like touring and mm -hmm. she's coming around like pretty soon to new york city it's one of those where like the artists that i grew up listening to um before like my michigan days i would wasn't really into anything that was heavy necessarily because i didn't have any knowledge of it like mm -hmm. the heavy music the existence of it like i i was like pretty ignorant like in you know, as far as it goes and i was listening to a lot of like folk music uh classic american music and that includes like eagles chicago like you know just and folk for like johnny mitchell you know neil young and among that you know was janice ian so i've been listening to her a lot you know a lot these days because she's coming in and i i get to see her for the first time in my life which is going to be her you know very last tour so i'm looking forward to that oh wow mm -hmm. let's see what have i been listening to i listened yeah. to the new album by the band satan called earth infernal uh I satan? To, yeah just <laughs> uh there's this canadian band called yeah. Se uh seer s-e-e-r uh, uh -huh. they just put out their like seventh release or something they they're all titled like volume one volume two etc cetera, etc cetera. so i listened mm -hmm. to the new one mm -hmm. it's fucking awesome so i went back and listened to volumes one through four <laughs> um and i gotta listen to the next couple after that i listened to this band aluna uh aluna. their album strange machine i think mm -hmm. uh, this like really sludgy band called collapse to me that's like that a cool. that's like a collapse is that a that's not a, a collapse to me bag is that is that a Col thing oh god colostomy bag no sorry not no i'm thinking of colostomy not <laughs> okay never mind that's that would be really gross anyway i don't know you're talking about shit bag literally. yeah the, i don't believe their name is i don't believe their name is code for shit bag no um <laughs> <laughs> but if you like sludgy stuff that was pretty good oh yeah uh i listened to the new undeath album it's time mm -hmm. dot dot mm -hmm. dot to rise from the grave excellent oh, yeah. death metal oh yeah um this band pilar uh the album was called abysmos uh and i listened to boy harsher for the first time I listened to their album careful and it's amazing i highly oh, recommend yeah. it Okay. Yeah. If you really if you're into David Lynch and synthesizers, you'll oh, like God, it. Oh god, yes. Yes. Oh my goodness. And A I listen yeah. yeah. It's awesome. Oh, right on. I started uh, listening to this band called Floor. Oh, Floor is amazing. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Floor rules. I, yeah, I somehow got in touch with this um Harry guy, the the drummer guy. Oh really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I a mutual friend of mine, like, you know, introduced me to him for some reason, and we started like chatting. Like, we've been pen pals like you know, ever since. And I wasn't aware that he was a band dude for mm -hmm. um a short while, and like he started talking about his band. He's like, oh, I used to have this band, or like you know, I'm in this band called Floor, and I'm like, hmm. And it's such an interesting take on the whole genre of um, you know, the Doom Stoner thing where like you know the vocals yeah. are like really like you know almost like 
pop, I would yes. say, in a very yeah. fucking good way. Yeah. With heavy ass fucking, you know, almost bass sound like guitar. Like I can't even, you know, tell apart from like guitar and bass, like almost. That band is amazing. Yeah, Floor is great, and uh, so and Steve Brooks uh, mm-hmm. would go on to be in Torch, um, which is you know, ah. um, you know, Torch is fucking awesome. Yeah, too. but mm. yeah, Floor is definitely one of those bands that you know now you know uh, people really dig the shit out of them, mm-hmm. of course. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of I think there's a lot of bands that owe Floor quite a bit for right. uh, inspiration because right. they just they definitely have that like gross sludgy <laughs> you know sound that is very indicative of a lot of bands going mm-hmm. forward so mm-hmm. yeah, yeah floor is fucking great right like i didn't even realize you know how influential their music was to the you know the time that was after and i started listening to them i gotta listen more and I'm hoping Harry's going to recover and like start touring again. I mean, he's yeah. looking forward to that. Yeah. If you like them, I would also suggest uh, listening to Cavity. Uh, a couple of people uh, in that band. Well, Steve Brooks was also in Cavity. Mm-hmm. And another person in the band, Juan Montoya, would go on to be in Torch and oh. Floor. Um, and uh, and then there's another dude in there. And this, uh, he would go on to be in Black Cobra, which is a great fucking band, too. Yeah, oh, Florida had like a really strange uh, <laughs> metal scene between death metal and then like mm-hmm. just strange small like sludge uh, metal corner that built up. Right, uh, I didn't very, know of that scene. I guess it makes sense because Florida's a weird fucked up state. I guess so. <laughs> I mean, good for us, you know, just like taking advantage of that fucked yeah. up. <laughs> Is there anything that you would like to plug? you know, where people could find your work and if they want to get in touch with you to, so you can take awesome pictures of bands and whatnot. Oh, Instagram and website. Website, the com. Oh, you know what? I forgot to ask this question. What's oh the God, origin of the coming. name? <laughs> well, <laughs> I knew it was coming. Um, So growing up, like, you know, oral hygiene was not in my daily resume per se. Like I didn't grow up brushing my teeth so I was I would have like all these like silver teeth like in my mouth and I would just like bite into the tinfoil just to get get that you know weird fucking thing where like you know it just kind of has that shock you know how that goes right like you know, it's just like a talkable board kind of thing where it was just like intentionally bite into a tinfoil and you get that sensation of like ah and that kind of <laughs> That shocking, you know, that electric moment kind of speaks to where I want to go with my photography. So, like, as goofy as it sounds, I mean, I'm a goofy person, like, as you can probably tell, you know, that and also that, you know, that sensation that you get, like the really fucking colorful, vivid experience. I want to incorporate that name into my um, into my work that I do with concert photography. (laughs) I was really like wondering. I was like, I wonder if she really like used to bite tinfoil at some point. And you I did. do or yeah. did. <laughs> did. Thank God I have like all these like, you know, porcelain crowns now. But then like, you know, back then I was like, I have I had this like silver mouth. So yeah, it's stupid. But you know, just tough, you know, I just decided you know, that's it's a cool I mean. I mean, it's a cool uh 
it's a very distinctive uh unique title that's for oh. sure Oh, that's so. a compliment. Thank you. You know, it has like the, I wanted to like, you know, be goofy about it because like if you see like the use of the, the, you know, it's like the, the Beatles, the fucking Terminator, you know, that <laughs> kind of like, you know, regal presence, but then like it's the, the tinfoil biter, it was just kind of like, you know, goofy as shit. So I wanted to kind of like, you know, be um a little stupid with my name. <laughs> I think fun. yeah, I like it. I think it has like sort of a it's got kind of like a yeah. like a, a like a schlocky horror movie vibe. Too, <laughs> yeah, you know? Very much like, so. He go he walks at night. Beware <laughs> or whatever, you know, nobody yeah. knows what it is. You just know it as the tinfoil <laughs> Rated X. Oh my god, I, I'm glad that you you know you caught that vibe. <laughs> Oh man, yeah, and you know, at the same time, like people have like in trouble like pronouncing my name, so I wanted something that was a little more, you know, Western friendly. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much for taking the time out to talk about your entire life and your photography. I, I being able to talk to photographers who do this kind of thing, mm -hmm. uh, I find very uh, rewarding um, because it just offers a completely different and special perspective on going to a show you know amazing well so. thank you so much for having me i don't really get to do this so so it's just amazing that i get to kind of talk about my work and people might be interested in it yeah i would highly yeah. encourage anybody to go check out uh tomiko's website uh because the photography is amazing so i uh, will i'll see hopefully i'll run into you at a show sooner sooner than later you're gonna be at desert fest right Oh yeah, definitely. I'm still okay. waiting for like you know to be clear for the photo pass, but I think they're busy like you know sorting something else out. So that will do it for this chapter of the diary. Thank you. Um, can I swear on this show? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> okay, because I swear all the time. Like, it just slips out. Like,